This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. Casanovia College is a small co-educational college located in upstate New York, offering a liberal arts and professional studies education with over 35 academic programs. Our 240-acre equine education center is home to the nationally ranked intercollegiate equestrian team and the IACBE accredited equine business management program. Our equestrian team is one of the best in the region with a long history of success at intercollegiate and rated competitions in hunter seat, western horsemanship, reining, and dressage. The team competes in IHSA and IDA sanctioned events. Our world-class equine facility houses over 70 horses, a large heated indoor arena, multiple grass and sand outdoor riding arenas, and turnout paddocks. For more information, visit www.casanovia.edu slash cas-equine. Welcome back to all of our listeners to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I've been interviewing collegiate riders and organization and coaches. And today I'm interviewing a coach. Uh, I'm interviewing Ariel Higgins, who is the head coach and director of equestrian programs for MTSU, as I know it, or Middle Tennessee State University. It's a little easier to say MTSU, which is in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, sort of outside Nashville. We'll ask Ariel how far they are from Nashville. But uh, Ariel hails from Alabama originally, where she spent her days riding and showing American Quarter Horses under the guidance of her mom, a professional horse trainer. I think I've had a string here of uh, interviews where moms and dads have been horse trainers. Her riding and showing career allowed for many opportunities, culminating in an All-American Quarter Horse Congress Championship an AQHA World Championship and Reserve World Championship. She attended MTSU and attained both a bachelor's and master's degree in horse science before she joined the faculty in 2017 as the director of equestrian programs and coach of the MTSU equestrian team, both the the Hunt Seat and uh, Western team. She has coached a third place team at the IHSA Nationals, the winning collegiate celebration team. And I'm afraid I don't even know what that is. So we're going to have to ask her. And a national champion and many regional champions. She is a CHA master instructor, a member of the IEA Education Committee, a volunteer for Tennessee 4-H and FFA and still actively competes in AQHA competition. So welcome, Ariel, to the podcast. Hello. So why don't let's start today. Let's find out more about all of the programs at MTSU. 
and uh, the riding teams, the equine science program. Um, we know you're in Murfreesboro, but how far you are from Nashville so people can get oriented and and just, you know, as if you were going to go into a high school and tell everyone about all the programs, just start talking. Okay. So we are, like you said, located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We're about uh, just under 40 miles from Nashville, so pretty close. Most of the time, if we have anyone coming out of town, that's where they want to go see uh, at night or, you know, during the day or whatever, go see Nashville. So uh, we do get the occasional cool country music story. I have a pretty fun one to tell. Uh, okay. Interested. <laughs> Actually, just a couple of years ago, um, Cody Johnson and Reba McIntyre did a song together, Dear Rodeo, and they shot the music video in our Coliseum um, right here. So they were here, and I got to go say hi to Reba at work one day, so that was kind of a cool thing. Uh, Um, uh, Because they wanted the horses, or what, what, now I need to, I don't really follow country music, but now I need to watch, because I've been to your Coliseum. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so they wanted the the song? Dear Rodeo. Okay. So they wanted a basically a, a canvas that included something that relatively looked like a rodeo. Uh, yeah. So they brought in the panels and things into our Coliseum and set it up for the day. And it was their pretend rodeo for the day. Oh, how fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah. if you see the music video, it features the Tennessee Miller Coliseum, which is on our property here. I'm going to look at it when we get off. Oh, perfect. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, now about our horse science program. So we are uh, one of the kind of unique programs here at MTSU. And um, our horse science program was started by Andrew Zicki and Dave Whitaker, who uh, were the founding you know, members here. And they both have retired now, but still frequent our facility and Murfreesboro in general. So we still see them a bunch, but they were both hugely Um, important in the start of this and then eventually into our current location. Um, Horse Science used to be on the main campus, but now we have our own property and we share it with the Tennessee Miller Coliseum. So we are able to expand and really kind of specialize in horse things. A couple years ago, we were lucky enough, um, I guess lucky is the right word, um, to get our own horse science major. We used to be a concentration within animal science, um, but now we are our own horse science major. So that has allowed us um, to kind of brand that a little bit more and allow our students to really specialize in horse specific things. We get a lot of students who are interested in being vets and horse trainers. And while we think that those are both excellent careers and we've had many students go on to be both of those things, our goal is to help our students see how many more things there are to do in the horse industry right um so all of our classes are geared towards different parts of the industry whether it be nutrition repro our riding classes our equine evaluation and selection stable management event management management so on and so forth Um, our faculty here we have five faculty members we are all specialists in our field i'm the main riding instructor um my fellow faculty member and, and assistant coach of the equestrian team and coach of the stock course team, Andrea Rigo, is also a very accomplished equestrian herself, national IHSA national champion. Um, we have Dr. Rhonda Hoffman, our 
um, equine nutritionist on staff, Dr. Johnny Hafner, our veterinarian on staff, and our most recent person, Dr. Alyssa Logan. She's an exercise physiologist. And so we kind of cover all aspects in between our many connections in the industry. We help our students try to find a job when they get out. That's the big goal. Um, So between all of us, that's kind of a little bit about us. Now we are, like I said, on the same property as the Tennessee Miller Miller Coliseum, which is a giant horse show facility. Um, It's one of the biggest in this kind of southeastern region of the country. Uh, It's a 150 by 300 foot coliseum host or it has about 4,000 seats it's a 500 stall barn um, and in total we're sitting on about 150 acres here and so about 40 weekends out of the year the horse industry comes to us for horse shows wow um, of all different types and last week we had a giant uh um ranch sorting and uh, team pinning cattle event. Uh, We'll have a giant quarter horse show next week. We have saddlebreds, Arabians, walking horses, um, hunters, Western, you know, anything in between, anything you can imagine with a horse comes to us at some point or another. And so our, our students get a very first front door look at the horse industry. Hands on, right? Hands on. Absolutely. And that's something we really value with our classes. All of our classes has a giant hands-on component, but we can also walk over next door and put that to use um, with the facility next door. Um, So that. Let me just ask you about that, just because I'm curious for that many horse shows going on and equestrian competitions. Do you have someone on staff that is the show manager for all those or does each organization run it themselves in coordination with somebody on your staff so each uh, event has their own show management but we are so the horse science department and the tennessee miller coliseum are managed separately so the coliseum is run kind of as a business entity of the university and we're a uh, education part so um when it comes to the horse shows they have their own staff for the coliseum they have their own manager assistant manager and workers Um, but we do work together a lot to have our own you know equestrian team events and things like that there uh when the schedule allows and the coliseum uh rents out to their own events all the time so and and when students um So talk for a minute, because we've been focusing a lot, obviously, on IHSA and and NCEA. So talk about these other horse shows and how your students fill in and I assume volunteer or do they get paid and and what kind of jobs are they doing? So. First off, there are student worker positions at the Miller Coliseum. So, um, you know, that that's just a general kind of labor position, but um, they are able to, you know, kind of see all of those horse shows kind of from the ground up in, in that way. But then each of those horse shows, because they know that they're on our property or they are they found out that, you know, we're we work together a lot. They may call the management and say, hey, we're looking for someone to open the gate. You know, we'll pay them 
a few bucks an hour if they'll open the gate or, you know, they can. <laughs> a, few, a few bucks an hour, <laughs> yeah. hopefully more than a few. Hopefully more than a few, but not, you know, just a, a minimum wage kind of Got simple it. weekend yeah. job. But that ends up being a great opportunity for a lot of our students. And then they'll also say, hey, we've got this trainer that's coming in and uh, their assistant quit on the way and they've got 20 horses to unload. Can you have a few students ready to help them when they get here? Got and so it. Then they get to meet some people that way. And um, in fact, just today, I've there's a horse show coming in next week I've had two different trainers that are coming in reach out to me about having a student to help them at the horse shows so our students you know that that way it's not an every weekend obligation but maybe those three or four horse shows a year where those people come they know that they've got a connection there and then they can build on that when they graduate right and and how many students at MTSU and how many in your um you call it horse science Mm -hmm. Yep. How many in your horse science program? So we have a, about a hundred horse science students, plus okay. or minus. Um, and then at MTSU, I think it's about twenty six thousand students. Oh. Yeah. And are they are they from all over the country or most from your area? The majority are Middle Tennessee natives. Yeah. Uh, but we do have quite a few out of state or out of country students as well. Yeah. So before we turn to the teams, can you talk more about your horse science? Are there particular focuses? Like, can you go into teaching or go into management or go into event management? What are what are the your different, I guess, concentrations? So for our undergraduate program, uh, we don't have designated um concentrations like you're talking about, but you can kind of tailor your classes to fit that. So MTSU had prior to us uh, having our own major, our own horse science major, they, um, we had a minor requirement. So that's how we helped our students kind of cater what they were looking to do. So if they're interested in being a horse trainer, we would encourage an entrepreneurship uh, minor, that kind of thing. Um, Upon us gaining our horse science major, we were able to take those hours that that went into the minor and either they can still choose to do a minor or they can choose to do more of our upper elect or upper division electives within horse science to kind of specialize their track. So, um, you know, we've had many students that go on to do pretty much anything within the industry in terms of um, not only horse training and veterinarian, like I said, but um, in other some some other aspect of the business, and so they use those other classes to help kind of tailor their time here to hone in on what they actually want to do. Got it. Okay, so turning to the teams, talk mm-hmm. about what what you offer, and um, we'll go from there. So we have three teams here in horse science. We have the equestrian team. Um, which falls under IHSA, Huntsman, and Western. We have our stock horse team, and then we have our horse judging team. So starting off with the equestrian team, I'm the head coach for that. I coach both the Huntsman and Western. Uh, We run our team a little differently than some places in that um, we don't say we have a hunt seat team and a Western team. We just are one equestrian team. Since I coach both, we kind of help each other. We have plenty of students that only do one or the other, but um, we often try to encourage everyone to at least try the other seat at some point, even if it's just in a few practices. Yeah. Um, but 
We are housed here in horse science, which means that we have access to all of the horses and the equipment and the facilities and all that stuff. So that's been a, a wonderful marriage of the two things that can sometimes seem a little kind of like it's the same thing, but they are technically different. Right. Um, the majority of our students are horse science students, but we do accept lots of non-horse science students as well. Okay. Um, most of the time, if they're not a horse science student, we try to encourage them to maybe take some of their electives as their horse riding classes, just so they have a little extra riding time and can kind of fall into the routine and the, the thought processes and things um, from the, the most fundamental level all the way up. Right. Um, so that's that's been very helpful to us and kind of gives us an extra riding time as well. Um, like I said, we do compete Huntsied and Western. Um, we have a big variety of horses here um, from, you know, our warm bloods, thoroughbreds. We have a draft cross, lots of quarter horses, paint. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of everything and yeah. a lot of horses that have many jobs as well. Um, we compete um, throughout the year, you know, in our region, just as everyone else does, but um, have been able to have a lot of success, both Huntsied and Western. Um, our Western team was third in 2018 at IHSA Nationals. Um, and have that was my first year here. So that was an exciting start off nice. to my career. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so with our team, um, we do have a small cost uh, for lessons for the semester, um, but we are funded by our Student Government Association, which covers the cost of our um, entry fees and hotel rooms when we travel. Nice. So we're able to offer our team at, you know, that small lesson fee cost, which is um, under $300 or right at $300 or less, um, depending on how many lessons you take per semester. Um, and then we also offer, we have a full closet of clothes that our students are able to rent out if they don't have their own or look nice. into, you know, maybe change it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we have a pretty pretty good selection of that stuff too. Yeah. Um, now and, and what, um, how many are on while we're still talking about IHSA, how many are on the team? And so is it considered a club sport? Mm -hmm. Yes, we are considered club. Okay. And how many are on it? Uh, I think this year we just had all of our new member stuff this past week. So I'm still kind of right. wrapping my, my mind around that number, but it's about 60. Wow. And how, what are their team requirements? Like how often do they have to ride and what else do they have to do? So we meet every week. We have a, a weekly team meeting. They're not required to attend that, but it's encouraged. Uh, most of them do. We send out minutes for those that maybe have class requirements or whatever. Uh, we practice once or twice a week, depending on what that student is looking to do or what they can maybe afford at that time. Um, and then they're also required to complete one team workout a week. Um, our team workouts are designed by Dr. Allie Hartman with uh, ECFIT Proactive. Sure. I think she's been I, on yeah, here before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I interviewed her. Oh, yeah, Allie's, yeah, she's a longtime friend and uh, we grew yeah. up showing together a little bit. So oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I asked her to help us out. I think this is her, uh, let's see. I think this is her fourth year to help our team. And it's been a really cool process to be involved with. And we've kind of changed that relationship a little more each year, but it's been excellent to see that, um, you know, that commitment level from my riders, right. but also the, 
the physical benefit and mental benefit as well. So that's nice. kind of fun. Yeah. And then we also put on, you know, between our IHSA shows, the ones that we put on, the ones that we attend, uh, we also put on IEA and YIDA shows. Oh. Um, and we do some local 4-H outreach here in our program. Most of that falls under horse science, but we ask the equestrian team members to come help with those events um, as well. And we expect our riders to be the ones that can pack the horse trailer to get all the horses ready. Um, that is a team requirement. That's to me, that's part of being on a team is knowing how mm -hmm. to get ready for a horse show, to take care of horses at a horse show, prepping up to it, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, they get that very hands-on experience and they're expected to participate and show up for that stuff. Um, we have a longstanding saying around here that, and Brzezinski started and you know we've all kind of carried out and that is that if you're lazy you won't like us <laughs> and, <laughs> and we hold that to be very true we work really hard but we have a lot of fun in the meantime too that's great so do you like will you haul horses to nationals because they're in Kentucky this coming year we we almost always do haul them. Um, okay. I, I took six to Harrisburg this past year too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, unless it unless it's in like New York or right uh, really Connecticut, far. that's a little far. Massachusetts, wherever it was a few yeah. years ago. But um, right. yeah, usually if it's within fifteen hours, we're hauling there. So okay. yeah. And do you? So it's a club sport. So you don't do any recruiting for the team. No, not, uh, you know, not officially, but um, we do try to go to the different events, you know, in our area and talk to people um, okay. at shows and events to, to encourage them to look at MTSU and horse science, definitely, and, you know, the right. school as a whole, um, but we're not able to offer incoming freshmen scholarships um okay. but we do have some current student scholarships within horse science oh, so nice. we're able to to offer a few that way and and students apply for those i'm assuming uh we pick them oh yeah, they're, they're picked by a committee okay so students yeah. they don't apply you just hand them out yeah for the yes for the ones that um have earned them based on merit yeah nice and yeah. does that take into account um teamwork and that sort of thing plus grades like yes they, most of the yeah. time yes yeah okay okay and to, and then talk about your other team it was a stock team and mm -hmm. and horse judging yes yeah. so our stock horse team is coached by andrea rigo and um the stock horse competes within the american stock horse association and the um they're most recently joined nursia the national Intercollegiate Ranch and Stock Horse Alliance, I believe is the <laughs> what that acronym is. You know, I better um, I better interview them. Na yes. National, <laughs> National Intercollegiate Ranch and Stock Horse Alliance. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> That's the first I've heard of that. So I need to contact them. Yeah. Great. Okay. And what do they do? That that team. So it works a little different than IHSA. It's not based on a draw. It's a horse that you either own yourself or maybe lease from the school um, and you compete in the four ranch events. So a uh, reigning, working cow horse, a ranch trail and a ranch pleasure. Oh, nice. And um, the kind of the cool thing about how it started within the American Stock Horse Association is that it promotes the versatility of the horse and rider to be able to do all four events, but also 
there is a clinic requirement to put on those horse shows. So there must be a clinic held before the horse show starts. So it's all about education and learning and growing as a rider and with the horse. Nice. Um, and they compete in our local Tennessee affiliate. So they compete against not just college members, but just the general membership. Okay. Um, they have added a college division because we've gotten a few schools kind of within Middle Tennessee and Kentucky um, that have wanted to have a team and um, have joined in there. So there is a small collegiate division, but it's not... Um, it's not quite as large as maybe like an IHSA show would be in terms of that, but the, the general horse shows are good sized, um, but their national championships are in Texas. So the American stock horse association national championship is in Sweetwater, Texas. And then the Nersha championship um, this past year was in Amarillo, Texas, and they were both within the same week. So our team traveled out to Texas. They showed in two national championships. Oh, cool. Cool. In two weeks. Yeah. Cool. And at Nersha, they were the reserve national champions in the division two. And then at the ASHA nationals, they were national champions in the division one. And I believe they are three time ASHA national champion team. Wow. Um, and we're the furthest East team in the country or the first is furthest East to win a national championship. It's kind of predominantly been taken by those Texas and Oklahoma yeah. schools and yeah. Colorado and places like that. So for us who we don't have cattle on the property here. Okay. Um, so that's, that's a big challenge for a stock horse team that cattle working and all that is a big part of it. Um, so the fact that our team is that competitive and they mostly just practice with a mechanical cow and then right. about once a month go and practice on live cattle. It's pretty cool that they're that competitive, you know, against those really big schools. And so they utilize, like I said, their own horses. We have several that we do offer student boarding yeah. here at our facility. So we have several that either board their horses here or haul in for practice. And then we have a few of our school horses that double as stock horses and are leased out by or are ridden by one person for stock horse. And and excuse my ignorance, because oh, I, I'm not familiar with as familiar with Western organizations. So obviously I've heard of the AQHA. Sure. And NRHA, National Reigning Horse Association, mm -hmm. and the Snafflebit. What's the Snafflebit NSBA. one? NSBA. Yeah. Yes. National Snafflebit Association. So the American Stock Horse Association, mm -hmm. they specialize in those ranch riding. Like how yeah. do they differ? How Very briefly, how do yeah, all yeah. those things <laughs> differ? Like American AQHA, I get. That's a, that's a breed. Mm -hmm. But how does American Stock Horse differ from the Snaffle? So NSBA is, um, it's similar to AQHA in the events that they offer. It's kind of a, a large, um, you know, amount of events that they offer. They started off specializing in young horses, um, showing and developing the young horse. That's where the snaffle bit portion came from, right. but it has since taken off and encompasses all ages of horses. Um, so, but they stuck with that name. Um, the American Stock Horse Association only you know, concentrates on those four events. So you don't have to have just, so if you compete at an AQHA horse show, you have to have an American quarter horse to compete at it. Right. At an American stock horse show, you don't have to have just a, a quarter horse. They're probably the most common that you'll see, yeah. uh, but you could have a paint. They actually even allow mules. In that oh, nice. So, you know, you could see 
you could see a long year while you were there. <laughs> yeah. And the Stock Horse Association doesn't have things like um, horsemanship and patterns. Like they don't have the equitation piece. Right. Correct. They only have those four events. Okay. There are different levels. So just kind of like within IHSA, uh, there's beginner levels all the way up to the the most um, difficult, that open level. Right. Understood. And then your horse judging team, because I think not, not, I'm familiar with it just through being on the IHSA board for so many years, but I think a sure. lot of our listeners really don't know what that is. So mm-hmm. why don't you explain that? Yeah. So our collegiate horse judging team, um, so a, a horse judging competition is when students act as a judge uh, for a competition that's being you know, set up for specifically for that event. So um, typically the each class within the horse show, so it may be a uh, working hunter class followed by a Western horsemanship, followed by a reining, um, and then some halter confirmation classes in there too. Um, and so the students judge those classes, they typically have four people riding, four horses riding at a time, and they place that class uh, based on those four people competing. And then they are also this kind of the second aspect of that is that they then have to go give oral reasons to whoever the official for that horse show is. So the official is someone who actually, you know, is an actual qualified licensed judge most of the time. And they watch the same competition and they mark the cards officially. So um, they'll place those cards officially. And then they have to, the, the people in the competition have to then go to that person or others and give their oral reasons defending why they placed the class the way that they did. So they may have, you know, switched a pair in the class. Maybe they had the fourth place horse third and the third place horse fourth, but if they can stand and defend their reasoning and defend their logic well enough in about a two to five minute time frame, they could potentially still score super well in that event. So they get a um, placing score. So based on how they place each event and then also a reason score. So how well they defended their placings. And that is, um, I was on the horse judging team here. Uh, I will say that it didn't seem overwhelmingly fun at the time but (laughs) (laughs) um it was fun to go to the competitions it was fun (laughs) all that stuff but the reasons part you know it definitely well it's like a public speaking course absolutely but I can say that I benefited from it so much and I look back on it now and I think I'm so thankful that I did it in college because it was such a positive experience for me in the long run. But I yeah. think that's a that's kind of a common thread. There are some yeah. people who love it that are just, you know, oh my gosh, this is the most fun thing ever. Natural hands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think most people, if they've done it, they would say that they are glad that they did it in the long run. Right, right. So let, let's move to you, Ariel. Let's talk about how you started riding. I said in your intro that that you had a horse trainer mom. And that that would have been my dream come true. I, my three children got to grow up how I always wanted to. They mm-hmm. got to grow up <laughs> on the Dartmouth horse farm, right? Yeah. So uh, talk about growing up and then um, also kind of, you know, what you did for showing and then also your college search and, and where you looked and how you decided on MTSU. Sure. 
So I grew up, um, like you said, kind of living the horse person's dream. My mom is a horse trainer. I come from a horse family on her side. Um, my dad is a school teacher. Actually, he's now a principal, but he was a, an English teacher for about, I think, 18 years. He was actually okay. my seventh and eighth grade English teacher. Oh, oh, uh, you got to talk about that real quick. Yeah. How's that go? <laughs> so we always joke that I was the only seventh grader in America that had to ask my dad permission to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> but actually it was really good my dad's a great teacher um he's a he's a big storyteller and um it kind of I mel I molded my two parents careers to make my job nice. and I have definitely picked up the storyteller part in terms of my own teaching style okay. um, he, he's an awesome teacher he uh, made me sit in the front row because he said I was the prettiest thing in the class to look at Such oh my say. but I, uh, I hope he didn't say that in front of the other students <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he did or not actually yeah but uh, most of the other front row sitters were troublemakers and I was definitely yep. not one so I thought yes. that was a touch annoying but okay uh, yeah, it was great. But um, my mom has always, she's been a horse trainer my entire life. And, um, you know, we ran our business out of our family farm. And so I grew up with the barn and my horses right there and um, was able to ride constantly. Um, I actually always thought it was really weird that other people didn't spend their whole summers riding and showing horses. Like when I would go back to school and they would say that they were bored over the summer, I thought, right. Right. That's weird. How could you be bored? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we mostly showed um, in the AQHA circuit, pr predominantly in the Southeast, but then, you know, outside of there as well. And um, being a horse trainer's kid, I mostly had to show and ride what was available and yeah. maybe not always the best horses and um, training but, ground for yeah. IHSA, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I got a lot of practice at that um, from a young age and was able to, you know, have some great horses along the way. Some that started off great and had a little quirk and some that didn't start off so great and ended up being good ones um, and was able to show kind of at that higher level within the AQHA world of showing at the American Quarter Horse Congress and the Youth World Show, um, starting at a pretty early age. I showed at both of those at 10 years old for the first time and wow. continued on. So I got really comfortable showing at that level pretty early on. So I'm very thankful for those opportunities um, from an early age. And um, the most exciting things is I did win an uh, All-American Quarter Horse Congress Championship and an AQHA World Championship and all that stuff. So I was able to achieve a lot of goals before I had to go pro uh, for my job now, which showing pro is not quite as much fun as showing as a youth <laughs> amateur, but that's okay. Right, right. Um, still get to show quite a bit. Mostly I just catch ride um, for people that, you know, need a, an extra seat on an extra horse or something like that. Right. But I do own um, two quarter horses as well that I show a little bit when time allows. Nice. So. And and what about your college search? How did you end up at MTSU? So I actually started off at Auburn University for oh. a year. Mm -hmm. I rode, uh, I was on their NCEA equestrian team. So on did the, you get recruited for that? I did. I okay. did. Yeah. Um, I went through that process and that was an awesome experience. I'm from Alabama. So, right. um, you know, I was very familiar with the Auburn equestrian team. And when I first went to college, um, I was always, I did very well in high school. I was graduated third in my class. I had yeah. good grades. I had academic scholarships and all that. 
Um, but for the first time when I went to college, I didn't know what I was going to do. I felt very lost for a period okay. of time and kind of freaked out for a minute. I changed my major a million times in my first year. Yeah. But I had was going to college to try to make courses my hobby so that I could afford them at that spot. Mm -hmm. And, and how'd that work out for you? Not really well. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Not really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up, I went into my coaches, my, uh, the Western coach, um, coach Lisa of Helford Dorsey. Um, she was the Western into EA coach there at the time. I went to her office one day and I said, you know, I've been thinking long and hard, but the only thing that gets me excited to jump out of bed every day is horses. Mm. And so I think that's what I want to do. How do I get to do what you do? How do I get to be a coach? I think that's what I want to do. And she said, she actually, she went to Finley, to University of Finley and did their equestrian yep. program. Yep. And she said, you know, we don't offer that here at Auburn, but you could certainly do, you know, if you wanted to go into education and get a master's that way, um, you could certainly do that. And then you can also have, you know, another career option if you wanted to. So I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Well, at the end of my freshman year, uh, actually it was in the spring. It was about, I think it was actually spring break of my freshman year. I was at a horse show and I was helping uh, set up the jumps as a kind of like a volunteer position kind of thing at a horse show. And Ann Brzezicki was there. I've known Ann my entire life. Yeah. Um, grew up with her as a, you know, a regular at the horse shows that I went to. And she asked me how Auburn was going. I said, oh, it's going really well. And she said, what's your major? And at the time I was, I was pursuing math education. Okay. And so I told her, you know, I was, I was going to do math. And so she said, you know, we have a great math program at MTSU. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And she said, she stole you. She did. She kind of did. And so um, I ended up, or we also talked about horse science a little bit. And then yeah. that summer after I left, I loved Auburn, had a great experience there, but I just kind of realized that I wanted to pursue horses and riding and coaching a little more seriously. And so I talked to Anne and she was so excited. And so I ended up moving here and um, finished up my three years of undergrad and then stayed for my master's. And um you know, was hooked hook, line and sinker and yeah. PSU and coaching and writing and all that stuff. So it was oh, a good transition great. in the long run. <laughs> well, and obviously it's worked out for you. For, you yeah. Know, see that the age we were just talking before we came live and she's the age that I was when I started at Dartmouth. So it has definitely worked out for you. And I think the collegiate world is a great place to be. And I'm sure okay. you agree. Yes. So um, in our last few minutes here, what do you like to do besides horses? So very little of my life does not involve <laughs> horses. Um, my husband and I are both um, deep in the horse industry. We met here in college. He was on the equestrian team here too. Oh. Point. Um, and so we have, um, we actually are kind of starting our own little farm for horses. So still involving horses, but we actually really love to cook and, okay. um, we love to travel most of the time with things involving horses, but still, uh, we love to see the sights. And so, um, we also have a dog and two cats at home. Okay. And so they take up a lot of our life too. Got it. And, and I have to ask you're from Alabama. You yeah. don't have much of an accent. I, I, you could go, you could pass for somebody from new England. So Wow. To, to your parents not have an accent? 
my dad would probably be heartbroken to hear that you don't think I have an accent. (laughs) (laughs) My mom is actually from Ohio and then my dad is born and raised Alabama. So I kind of grew up in this. I get it. Uh, life so hybrid probably if I'm in Alabama I sound more like I'm from Alabama (laughs) yeah I I hear you I'm from Ohio yeah my husband's from Jersey City and we were just back in Staten Island last weekend and suddenly he's saying things that I'm like you don't talk like that at home (laughs) (laughs) that's so I get that well thank you Ariel um this has been great I'm so excited to to see you in person I'm gonna be a clinician at the CHA International Convention um, at the uh, third weekend in October at MTSU. Yeah. I haven't been back there since the IHSA Nationals were there. So okay, I yeah. look forward to uh, seeing you there. Want to ride like a varsity athlete? Sally Batten's book, The Athletic Equestrian, is now available to order. Whether competing in the show ring or riding at home on the trail, Every rider wants to be more secure and balanced in the saddle and effective with their aids. This innovative guide uses highly effective exercises honed over Coach Sally's 35-year coaching career to develop your athleticism on horseback. This proven rider training system will sharpen position and vastly improve your skills in the saddle. Order now at www.athleticequestrian.com. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata and the music is by Kitcher. Kitcher.